All right, hi everyone. Today we have Megan Leahy, Parent Coach. Hey Meg. Are you there? I'm here. Can you oh, there me? you are. <laughs> now I can't. <laughs> Meg is the author of the upcoming book, Parenting Outside the Lines. It comes out in August. Pre can you pre-order it now? Yeah. So, and if you pre-order it, everybody who pre-orders it um, gets access to a free monthly Q and A with me. Yay! So, yeah. Pre-order so, now, yes. now, now. Um. Okay, Megan. Tell everyone why you're here today and what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I don't. We're. I think we're in like week. Is it five, four, seven mm. hundred? Yeah, two. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, out of the gates, um, because parents love their kids. I think you and I noticed pretty quickly that everybody went into overproductive mode. Mm -hmm. Um. I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast and she was talking about how in times of anxiety, you can either underproduce or overproduce, mm -hmm. right? You either check in too hard or you totally check out. And um, <clears throat> for a lot of the people we know, um, we over check in. And a lot of that became the focus of making sure our kids, quote unquote, don't fall behind in school. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, we're here today to kind of unpack what that really means or what we should do about it or more importantly what we shouldn't do about it and how complex it is. It just isn't an easy answer. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing right now mostly with your clients and in the community and parenting communities? What are sort of like the common things that you're hearing? People are really whether so you have kind of two camps of people that are both struggling in similar ways you either have parents mostly mothers i talk to but fathers are struggling too um who work from home and are supposed to be taking care of their kids and we're not even called homeschooling because that's not what we're doing mm -hmm. they're supposed to be teaching them mm -hmm. or you have parents who don't work outside the home and also supposed to be you know keeping up the house and teaching their kids mm -hmm. right so you have parents freaking out on multiple levels the main one that joins them together is that they're not their children's teacher mm -hmm. and it's gone from taking your kid to school to now we're responsible for all this education and parents feel a certain level of grief with having our whole lives turned upside down and all the loss that's coming with this virus. And at the same time, also this, this panic mm -hmm. that, you know, for a lot of parents, we knew, know they run on panic anyway, right? So they run on panic before a pandemic, right? This kind of like, um, it needs to be better, it needs to be more, or it needs to be, like they'll take mindfulness and wellness and make that into a panic practice. Mm -hmm. 
right? So already sometimes the set level of some of my parents was, was pretty high of panic and now it just went full tilt power struggle. Um, parents are fighting with their kids about things they never fought about before. A lot of my parents never had problems with their kids and homework and school. And I mean, you know, just like basic stuff, mm -hmm. but overnight it flipped into, you know, sit down, you have to do this or, and then you have a whole nother set of parents whose kids have IEPs and 504s. And, you know, it turns out that we were not special ed teachers. So it, it's just too much. And rather than kind of step back and take a good look at it, like, what can I really do here and what can't I do? Um, you know, humans will, in the face of opposition, push harder. Not mm -hmm. all, some give up, but a mm -hmm. lot will just double down. Mm-hmm. On the so, work and the expectations and the pace, is that what you mean? Is that what you're seeing or is that what you mean in terms of where, how the parents are feeling? Yes. Um, and, you know, going to measures that just don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you going to start punishing your kid at these levels when you live with them day in and mm -hmm. day out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> why are you going to take away TV and electronics when that's like all we have? Mm hmm Right. Why? Um, so I'm finding that not only are they like doubling down in panic, they're doubling down in um, be, um, be parenting behavioral strategies that they never used mm -hmm. that aren't, aren't even them. Mm -hmm. But and are more fear based? Total fear based, yeah. total yeah, yeah. panic. <clears throat> and they're um, tuning into so many friggin' experts mm. because the whole world rises up to quote unquote help mm -hmm. and this is not a problem mm -hmm. like this is not a bad thing right that there's an online offering or an expert for everything you and i are right in that camp mm -hmm. we're not a problem right it's just that with the cacophony of voices the parents aren't choosing what to listen to mm -hmm. and it's like drinking from a fire hose mm -hmm. It's too much. So it's just too much. Yeah. And really a lot, instead of aligning with maybe one or yourself first, hopefully, <laughs> or your yeah. own family values, but then maybe just one support. Um, if that person is offering something, you know, yeah, just taking it down a notch, right. In terms of the amount of information and ideas and, because again, well, people are trying to do a good job, right? And get all the course. things. Can you talk a little bit about where the panic state prior to this is coming from and then how this has heightened it? I think that's helpful to put it into some context. Well, I, I mean, a lot's been written about, you know, since post-World War II, um, the acceleration or the holding children at this extraordinarily, you know, high standard value-wise in terms of like the children's needs come before ours. Mm -hmm. And that may sound insane, like of course they do, but for a lot of our time on earth, they didn't. 
Now, of course, they were always taken care of, um, but their emotional needs didn't trump our own. Their physical needs didn't trump our own. They were just kind of part of the family. Mm-hmm. And now they are highly prized. Mm-hmm. Right. And so since our culture is now like this, we've had a movement over the last, you know, 50, 60, 70 years toward um, the preciousness of children, which of course they are, but then kind of, of course they're not. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they're that precious, then we, then they kind of turn into a product or an object. Mm -hmm. And so parents, depending on how old you are, we are raising our children, not how we were raised. Right. And those parents raise kids, not how they were raised. Mm -hmm. So if you look at other long-standing cultures around the world, of course there's change and of course, you know, mm-hmm. things happen, but they, they have a long-standing cultural history of parenting, right? Um, of how they live, of how they worship, of how they do things. And America is still kind of making it up. Mm-hmm. That's neither good nor bad. It's just what it is. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so then if you, for the haves in America, for the have-nots, almost not almost none of this applies, but a lot of it does not apply. Mm-hmm. Um, their panic is true mm-hmm. in terms of food scarcity, safety, terrible education, mm-hmm. um, inequality across the board. Right. For the haves, so the disappearing middle class and up, the panic becomes. Our low-level panic before we had the pandemic was just of putting more and more into our children, Um, classes or extra experiences or birthday parties. And it's really commingled with our deep love and desire to see our children happy. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with soccer and musicals and any of it, right? Um, it's just the feeling with which some of the parents were doing those things. To fill voids in their own <coughs> To fill voids ego. they think, to yeah. fill voids they think they have. Oh, got it, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. we're finding right now like, oh, I don't have those voids. Mm-hmm. Or this thing didn't fill that, or I do have <laughs> Avoid. Right. But this exactly. thing wasn't filling it. I was just so busy, crazy busy, jumping from one thing to the next in, in fear and stress cycle that I, you know, there wasn't time to pause, digest, metabolize, rest. <laughs> right. And I mean, yeah. and most parents are like mentally healthy, bumping along, just letting the cultural current take them along. Mm. And in a, a healthy cultural current, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Right? Where you see these, these <laughs> I don't even want to say indigenous peoples, just other cultures live with more harmony in their lives. Mm-hmm. Naturally. That, that's a current to ride. Um, but the currents in America before pandemic were 
a little schizophrenic feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all been stripped away. And so if you can't control all these insane schedules and work and food and uh, just mm-hmm. all these things, mm-hmm. um, you're left with controlling what you can, which is precious little, but mm-hmm. it's school. Mm-hmm. And I really have a lot of empathy for parents because the teacher beat is, you know, these teachers are getting paid. Um, they have a responsibility. Um, they have to reach out to these kids. They love these kids. Most mm-hmm. teachers love their kids. Yes. <laughs> yes, they, they they want them to be engaged they want to reach out and the parents feel that pressure to do it and everyone feels this pressure and nobody knows actually where it originated Mm -hmm. but it's the parents job to push pause so if we're not (laughs) teachers well in my case, I am. In your case, you are. So it, for those few, for those many, many who do not have that specific training like we do, um, where, you know, for me, I've been going back and looking at some of my early childhood resources and kind of restructuring some of our day. Like, that's really fun for me. That's a strength for me. That's like, I really loved having a classroom. So that is in alignment with who I am. Um, however, I know that is not most people and lots of people in our community are, are not trained teachers and are not having fun with it. And the homeschool aspect with a capital H is so scary and overwhelming. And there's so much fear that they're going to get so far behind, um, behind quote unquote from, you know, where, where everybody else is. So can you talk a little bit about, your philosophy right now or what parents can do and how they can kind of approach this relationship with education right now? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was a trained high school teacher and I do not derive any joy from running a classroom. Um, I am a terrible structure setter. Um, um, My kids don't really have any structure uh, I don't ask them like what they're doing throughout the day. And this is not because I'm like, so Zen. This is because I kind of like opted out, out of like, a my own panic. Right. So I have to actually opt back in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm also just very lucky that my kids are at an age and that they manage it themselves. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the good parenting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think the message there is, even if we're a ter- even if you're a trained teacher, you were never a trained teacher of your own children. And the reason teachers are often successful is because they don't parentally love their children in the classroom. There's a degree of separation that keeps an objectivity that's really healthy. Mm-hmm. For sure because you are not heavily involved in the outcome. I mean, as a teacher, you are, but you know what I mean. It's, not. it's just different. It's just like, it's just, different. it's just different roles, responsibilities, intention. Yeah. So I think what you said about getting back to the roles, I think every parent who's struggling, if you're not struggling, then keep on keeping on. Yeah. Um, as long as 
you may not be struggling, but also ask if your kid is struggling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, if you're And like more than 80% of the time, not just like one tantrum. Like you're going to have good days and bad days. There's going to be highs and lows. So kind of yeah, figuring out 70, that rhythm. Yeah. yeah, I do a 75-25. So 25% yeah. of the time, life is total shit mm-hmm. in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's just, if, if every day feels arduous Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and if you're finding the same pain spots in Mm -hmm, the same mm -hmm, places mm -hmm. and if they're getting worse so your kid may explode about some homework but maybe an explosion needed to happen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and everyone has a good cry and you move on that does not mean you abandon the ship Mm -hmm. why are explosions good um there is a built-up um, the body can only tolerate so much frustration mm-hmm. and it either goes in or it goes out mm-hmm. and going out is healthy. Mm-hmm. Just keeping in will either lead to some kind of destruction in your body mm-hmm. or a total deadening of your emotional senses. Mm-hmm. So kids stop caring and mm-hmm. that's the last thing we want. Mm-hmm. And the same can happen for adults, just saying. Just a little bit. <laughs> yep. Just so the first <laughs> So that kid may be screaming about math homework, but mm-hmm. he's also screaming about his baseball season being gone. Right. Yes. Yes. His friends not seeing them or just seeing them over a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, all these dreams he had mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. So explosions are good. We're not talking about explosions of frustration around grief and wishing things were different or worrying about sick relatives. We're talking about continuous kabuki theater. You need to do this. I'm not doing it. It's stupid. Um, Doubling down, same fight every day, Mm -hmm. getting worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there needs to be a zoom out. I talk in my book constantly Mm -hmm. about zooming out. Mm -hmm to a bird's eye view Mm -hmm. and the zoom out is um, first to remember we're all behind. Mm -hmm. So this false notion of I'm falling behind and nobody else is, no, everyone, Mm -hmm. you, Plez, you and I talk about how there's a whole Mm -hmm. crew of kids for whom this is true disaster. they were already behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for everyone else who has a stable, loving home and food and books on the shelves and things are even working at a 50%, we're all falling behind equally. Mm-hmm. And, they'll, and I also just want to push on from an educational philosophy perspective and core, common core and all of that behind is um, as kids have a tremendous amount of neurodiversity in every single classroom. And as our system has continued to um, not align with actually where our society is, um, I think this is a real opportunity for uh, innovation and creativity in education. Um, That is so outdated. Yeah. So I mean, the behind, I like to, part of, our macro conversation is often this larger, like just putting it in context for people who haven't been in education 
as a career path or in a profession that actually there's a lot of outdated material in core curriculum that uh, has led to us feeling as if our children are behind, um, some children are behind when their brilliance is just not tapped into in our current model. Well, which then even speaks to, which is a whole nother podcast, mm-hmm. the fallacy of what the standards even are. A hundred percent. But I just like people, again, <laughs> this helps in the conversations that we've been having, and I'm sure you've been having, sometimes just opening beyond <gasps> my kids behind to like a deep exhale of like, wow, look at all of the ways that this, this like many other of our systems is not in a current place of health and vitality and service of the actual humans in it. <laughs> so, and also, like, you know, what's interesting, interesting too is that as we quote, fall quote unquote behind some standards that whatever, mm-hmm. um, while it is a painful struggle for a lot of families, there are many children who are experienced the beautiful thing of boredom for the Mm -hmm. first time in their lives, true boredom. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I grew up with tremendous boredom because (laughs) the eighties were boring. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, we had three (laughs) channels and none of them were for us. And, you know, (laughs) if you got lucky, you got your, you know, yellow Walkman with your to single, but like, yeah, our children are able to experience Mm. parts of their um, character and personality and lives that mm-hmm. many of them have never had. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of the, us have also not experienced in a long time, mm-hmm. stretches of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are beautiful offerings. It's just, it just came so fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would, I would ask the parents to zoom out and look at the pain points. Don't look at every struggle. That, there's nowhere to go with that. Look mm-hmm. at your, either look at the biggest or look at the smallest. I'm a big fan of not going for all the big stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fix small problems. But I want to empower parents to decide on their actual role. Meaning your job as mom or dad or is to facilitate safety, emotional and physical and growth and compassion and boundaries. You are not a math teacher. Mm -hmm. That is not your job. And so if, if you can hold that in your mind, then your perspective of what you're doing can begin to change. It doesn't mean that you necessarily need to just say, I don't care if you do your work or not. Mm -hmm. It just means your approach is less um, foot on their necks. Mm -hmm. And maybe just a little more, hey, we have this to do. Let's give it a shot. And then we're going to go look to see how the flowers are growing in the community garden. Mm A little more ease, mm-hmm. a little tone, less. It sounds like with tone of communication, <laughs> like intention of intentionality of the pressure of it and just relaxing a little bit more in the communication of it, not putting so much 
Well, and it's paradoxical. I wrote about a lot of my book. The paradox of parenting is that the less you care, the more space comes around it, the more relaxation. When people are relaxed, guess what can happen? Some learning. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right? So nobody's really learned well when it's like, time to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, our most dutiful kids will buckle down. I have a couple of those in my house. Yeah. But there's a cost. Yeah. There's a cost. So I would like the, for the parents to cultivate in themselves where they really are in this. Mm-hmm. So really, what is my role? If I were my child, how would I want me to be? How would I want me to be? Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked to find out how many, I'm not shocked, nothing shocks me, but how many parents have not reached out to the teachers and said, uncle, Mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. It's hurting my relationship with my kid. Mm -hmm. He loved math and he loved you and now he hates all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't met a teacher yet who would be like, you know what? That's fine. Just continue on. Yeah. Yeah, we had this too recently. I was telling you about this last week is that the first few weeks, you know, one of my kids was doing awesome with it all. And then as things started to intensify and as the conversations are using Microsoft Teams, as the conversations started to become really noisy and really busy and he'd log on and see everything, it would really activate his anxiety, fear of missing out, other people trying to follow the threads. It just became so overwhelming. So I did a huge timeout pause, called the school therapist and his classroom teacher and said, this isn't working anymore. And the reason I share that story is because the week before it worked fine. We, we had few issues with it. It was fun and interesting and then it wasn't. And so it was time to make a shift for this going into this week that all of us made together that felt feels more spacious and more aligned to who the child really is. And I love so, the point you make because we're in this for a while. We've been yeah. in it for a while. We're going to be in for a while yet. It, it, nothing is going to stay the same. Yeah. And it's okay to take a break and dip back in. Yeah. It's okay to take a break and have a little meeting and say, hey, listen. Yeah. That wasn't the way. What happened when we got on the screen? Yeah. My blood pressure went up too. Yeah. A lot of faces. Yeah. Maybe we could turn it on without the faces. Right. It's okay to get creative. Yeah. It's okay to try things and have them fail. Yeah. But I'm a relationship first coach. Mm-hmm. So if your foot is on the neck of your kid for writing mm-hmm. and math and reading, mm-hmm. you have to remember that not only then do they hate the subject, but they're starting to hate you. Mm-hmm. And we can't, it sounds kind of, what? <laughs> we need each other. <laughs> and I, not to sound like morbid, but there's so many people dying and alone 
Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that their message to all of us struggling would be, yeah, this is, this is the right thing you should die. This is the hill to die on. Right. Math problems. Right. <laughs> Writing samples. <laughs> right. I just. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't come up on the deathbed. I wish I had done more math problems. <laughs> no. And I, it, it really just it doesn't. I mean, again, maybe like one MIT professor or something. It doesn't mean we let go of all the routines. It doesn't mean you can't get creative with learning and access things another way. I want you to talk about this example. I want to talk about screens. Um, And I want to talk about full-time working. Okay, so I'm going to use the example that's most common in our community, which is full-time working mom with two children who are at school, let's say between kindergarten and fourth grade, right? What is that? What's it look like? What, what kind of, you know, do you have any, anything that you're doing, any recommendations you give to your um, clients? It's awful. Okay. Well, first know that the veil has been lifted. Okay. Like this whole, like, I'm a professional at home. My hair is done. My makeup's done. I look great. Nothing's happening in my life but this work. That's gone for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have kids that walk in behind your screen picking their nose, that's what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So let's just agree that now all the lives are blended. Done. I mean, in terms of basic 101, we know that kids need to be run. The younger they are, the more they need to be exercised, like Mm -hmm. small puppies, Mm -hmm. which I also have. They need to be run often. And so... Prioritizing exercise? Yeah. Yeah. As much as you can control your meetings, um, putting them around a rest time and or after exercise will buy you pockets of work time. Mm-hmm. because if you've run the kid right then or even done like I'm really loving this tinker garden system so tinker, I don't know Plaza, have you heard of them mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but they're doing these online things now for mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. where they give you like this is not a box what is it mm-hmm. and you go out and you make whatever the box is the reason I like tinker garden is they demo it for you mm-hmm and since so many parents have forgotten how to play, mm-hmm. they will teach you how to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds insane, but it's really what true. a lot of people need. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> like, it's like activity, work block. Activity, mm-hmm. work block. Mm-hmm. Activity, work block. You have to, and it's exhausting, but the other way is more exhausting. Mm-hmm. So screaming, locking them out of rooms, um, too much tech. Give us some examples from your own life. <laughs> oh my God. Like, are you kidding me? Like every day I'm like, mommy's going to help parents. If you come in, you're dead. I'm like bone sticking out of skin. Otherwise you're dead. They're Figure like, it oh. out. I mean, but my kids have been, I started the coaching when Gigi was three weeks old. Yeah. So They've been like on their own. Yeah. <laughs> it's taught a great deal of resilience. <laughs> yeah. Mommy's helping other parents. Um, 
but and you know I just love our pre-pandemic screen talks mm-hmm. it was like oh now like my <laughs> nine-year-old has her own phone number I think she has like <clears throat> avatars in like every app you know everyone has TikTok Facebook has messenger kids like I she could literally be running a small country from her many computers and tablets. It's, it's upended itself. Um, and are you fine with it? Like, I know you read, you've been on panels about screens. You've got buddies who are screen experts. There seems to be a tremendous amount of mixed research that I've seen with the Jonathan, just a variety of some, you know, some people saying this isn't going to be, as big a deal, some people saying it is for the brain. So I've seen all of that. How do you personally, given you've seen all of that too, <coughs> we know that shame yourself. We know that too much access to, especially gaming, mm-hmm. and or anything that works on that reward center, makes our kids tired and wired, mm-hmm. which is a friggin' parenting nightmare. Mm-hmm. If you've had a tired and wired kid. Mm-hmm there you cannot take care of them mm-hmm. they like have to flame out yeah but the tantrums are bigger yeah. the withdrawal from tech is huge yeah. um, you cannot satisfy them um, they mm-hmm. are not themselves mm-hmm. if you've ever had a tired and wired kid you can't almost even look into their eyes and see them mm-hmm. it's like they're high mm-hmm. um yeah, I find with Milo when he's like that, his digestive, like food really helps him ground down out of it, but he won't be hungry because his digestive system is already closed off in a, he's yes. in a stress cycle where his body thinks he's really in, um, a game and being chased and being, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, it's really, really challenging when he gets up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Gigi got tired and wired on Saturday. She, has so many friends and they do roadblocks together mm-hmm. and it's amazing. She's doing it with her cousin. That makes mm-hmm. me so happy. She has all these little friends. Isn't this great? But you know, five hours later, yeah. Um, she couldn't sleep. Yeah. Her head hurt. Yeah. She looked, she looked nuts. Yeah. Yep. So on one hand, you have to put some tech in front of them to get some work done mm-hmm. at some point. I don't care. Like I don't, any parent that's like, I don't need to, whatever. They're not listening to this podcast anyway. But so there's this balance um, that, and every kid is different. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. So if you have yeah. a kid who already struggles with any kind of um, executive functioning and or yeah. maybe anxiety and yeah. or maybe are orchid children. Yeah. They're, the reason this is sneaky is that they are so good on that tack. But it is hell. You have hell to pay. Mm-hmm. So I want parents to know if that's a choice you need to make, if you have a project, if you have a deadline, if you have, quote unquote, the big meeting, if, and you're like, okay, I'm going to let him game for two hours because this is what needs to happen. You have to be prepared for the fallout. Mm-hmm. You have to not be ready to, you know, punish and go nuts and compare and do all the things we do. Mm-hmm. There's a sacrifice. Um, and that's the choices we're making right now. 
And that's part of the deal. It's not an opportunity. What I'm hearing you say also is like, it's not an opportunity to shame yourself for doing what you have to do during this time to get the project done or attend the meeting and just have kind of realistic expectations after that they're, they're not going to get off and be like, hi, mom, how was that? And be totally calm and relaxed at that. No, to do this part, yeah, to, to do. do. <laughs> To do this podcast with you about yeah. this subject, Gigi's on Roblox. Yeah, right. Like, and that's fine with me mm-hmm. because now I'm prepared to get mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. sit mm-hmm. down with her, break her off of it, yeah, um, yeah, engage her, make a plan. Yeah, I mean, this is all exhausting, but the exhausting part is thinking you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You mean, and then just fluctuating between the highs and lows and not having that sort of awareness, right? right? Yeah. Right. And what I I love our different approach though, because one of the reasons why I like having conversations with you is because we operate so different. Whereas for me, the planning aspect of it, like the conversation with Milo before this call about, okay, what are you doing this time? Going through his menu, giving him the setup for the day. Like that's super energizing to me, not exhausting. Um, and so also I just like to point out that different parenting styles, some of you may find it super exhausting and some of you might be like, might find it invigorating, um, because there's more of that intentionality piece, um, that we had ahead of time that, that works in our family for the dynamic between myself and my kids. So there's lots of different ways that, that it can, um, you know, that this arises, it's just. The, the point is not thinking that you'll be able to go on a two hour call or an hour call and then come out and have a perfect little. <laughs> no, and I really <laughs> love what you said about, you know, what's intuitive to you and energizing for your family, because also what I find too is, um, for instance, you know, if I were highly routine oriented or gave a strict schedule to my middle, mm-hmm. because that energized me, mm-hmm. that would be a disaster for her. Right. Right. Because then she would feel overmanaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the fight would be about management mm-hmm. when we don't need it mm-hmm. or when I would think we, right. Mm-hmm. So then there's always this, this dance. Mm-hmm. It's all a dance. Mm-hmm this dance between what our strengths are as parents, um, our kids needs and who they are as people all within this insane bubble insane. Yep. Right. So there just has to be a lot of compassion and forgiveness. And my mantra is just do no harm. Yeah. It's already so bad. I mean, I think there's like 22,000 people dead today Mm -hmm. just in our country. And so just don't make it worse. You know, it's not a sexy message, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you come out of it Mm -hmm. intact and with a sense of humor and with some interesting stories Mm -hmm. and a feeling of we did it, we got through it, Mm -hmm. we came together as a family, Mm -hmm. I think that that's good enough. Yeah. Um, and we can lay aside a <clears throat> lot of the things that we see, all the productivity and mm-hmm. all the 
um, unless that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have bursts. I just go in and out of it. There yeah. are just some days where yeah, all the things with all the kids and all the things with the house. And then there's just mm-hmm. some days where I just lay there. Yeah. So, but I just, I guess parents who are not teachers, your parents. Yep. So hang up a sticky wherever you are the most, which I find I'm either in my kitchen or my friggin' laundry room. I look the laundry. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. I don't why know why so we have much? so much. <laughs> it's all the sweatpants. Jesus, Mary <laughs> Joseph. But so hang the sticky that mm-hmm. says because mm-hmm. our brain needs an alert or put mm-hmm. an alert in your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a parent. Yeah. You're not a teacher. Yeah. Well, and I love the I love the idea of people coming out of this whenever that is with that intention of the archetype of like, what is my role as a parent, like, as a foundation moving forward, even after this, like, what is my role? How would I want me to be? Again, sort of, where have I gone astray with that? And how can I come back to center? Um, And, you know, what I'm finding is that real, like, we have a real different vibe and energy in our home between the weekdays when there's more of a structure especially for my work and their work. And then the weekends where we're all in our different rooms, laying in beds and watching screens or reading or art, whatever it is. Like, it's just, it's a total chill. Like I'm not holding, you know, we're not in that same schedule mode. And also Mm -hmm. I, you know, we've had those conversations about like, I'm your mom first, even though I was a teacher, I only know, I know how to do some of these uh, systems things because of running a classroom, but I've never taught sixth grade math and I'm not even going to attempt to. So um, also kind of interchanging. The point of that is having the conversations with your family, right? Like, yeah, mom used to be this, but now she's, this is my main role and your social, emotional, what you said about safety, emotional relationship, like that is the priority. So I also want to take the pressure off people who are teachers or child therapists or do anything in education to also have that as the foundation, the relationship first. Oh yeah. Anybody who like is a former teacher, current teacher, therapist, we're the worst. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like we, yeah, that, that parent, the parent and relationship first is when you know, I called timeout and called the counselor and teacher and was like, so we're not going to be on the meeting. It's too much. And the teacher and me, that was hard. You know, it was like, but I love the meetings and I like to see where everybody is. And it was like, nope, this ain't about you, lady. Chill. Well, and the drum beat <laughs> in our mind is too, this is They're what everyone's myself. doing. Right. These right. are the expectations. Right. Right. This is what, right. yeah. And I think, you know, and what I really loved about what you said, which is kind of a way if we zoom out and then want to go back in is to also, depending on the age of your child, is to get curious Mm. instead of filled with outcomes. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. every night Mm -hmm. um, I say like, what did you guys do in school today? Mm -hmm. And you know, like I know Louise had science this morning and Mm -hmm. I'll say, how is it, how is it, Mm -hmm. you know, how is your teacher Mm -hmm. doing that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How is this different? Mm -hmm. Is there anything good about it? Is there anything that you like? What do you miss the most? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. when you come from a place of curiosity, then your child stops becoming an object and becomes yeah. a person. Yeah. Love it. 
right? So that's a nice, gentle way to re-enter this. Yeah. And finally, just let's get it straight out off the bat, which you and I know this and we will rail against it for days, that play is learning for young kids. Yeah. You, okay, yeah. there is not a handout that is learning for a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. You can practice handwriting and do all that stuff and have fun. Mm-hmm. That's great. Play is learning. Yeah. Learning is play. They are yeah. synonymous. It's how it works. Yeah. So anything else is just that school district or that school you've paid for doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get mad at them. It, we just have to remember actually what's real. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom? <clears throat> Send the troops back out there for another week. <laughs> um, just to be really gentle with yourself. Yeah. You've never done this. I've never done this. Plus yeah. has never done this. Um, yeah. Not in this lifetime. <laughs> not in this lifetime. <laughs> oh my God, plans. <laughs> I love you. No, Have a friend that you can you can be honest with. <laughs> that's my only. That's my suggestion. Is just have someone that you can call and be like, "I totally messed up today. It was the worst." And then the next day, be like, "I totally had a win today. It was the best." You know, just someone where you're not having to bullshit your way through it, who just totally sees and supports you, <laughs> which is why I love Megan. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. And also, don't stay away from those comparing friends stay you know if you are really feeling underwater stay away from your doer friends for a little bit yeah that seem to really quote unquote have it together and they may they may have it together right my kids are all killing it in school it's not because of my good parenting Mm -hmm. it is an age plus temperament thing Mm -hmm. so just When you find your comparison mind searching out how to punish yourself as a parent, right? Whenever I see families biking, I'm like, shit, why aren't we biking? Mm -hmm. I like go down a whole spiral, right? Just catch your mind doing that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's what keeps us, that's what kept us panicked before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it'll keep you there through this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you got a tent. And I was like, I should get a tent. (laughs) But then I yell a tent. I don't know. But we're going to make it. And your kids are going to be fine. Just don't blow up your relationship with them for worksheets. Just don't. Yep. They'll all catch up. They will. It, it, whatever even catching up means. Yeah, right. We're going to, people were We can decide that there's that actually doesn't shifts. mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be some shifts. There's going to be some really um, beautiful conversations and education that are already happening. Because um, by the way, do you remember, school didn't used to start until a child was seven. Because yes. that is considered the age of reason. And when the mind still... can hold. <laughs> right. When the mind can hold two opposing thoughts at the same time and a child has enough emotional maturity to be away from their attachments. 
Yeah. Seven. Yeah. And the highest rates of literacy in the world are still schools who start at age seven to this day. So again, so for all you parents who are plopping your four-year-old down and doing these things, stop it. (laughs) It's not your fault. You didn't do this to yourself, parents. Yeah. But you can say uncle. Yeah. Um, where can everyone find you? Where are you hanging out these days where they can get your words of wisdom each week? On my bedspread staring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Knock on your door. No, just no, kidding. God. Do not do that. Um, MLParentCoach.com. <laughs> ML um, okay. I have, uh, we have a lot going on, right? So the book is coming out in August. It's Yay! pre-sale now. Okay. You can, um, I have my online classes, a bunch of money off right now, just so people mm-hmm. can feel like they can afford it and mm-hmm. have access to a great community of like-minded awesome. parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still coaching. That's feeling a little bit cuckoo right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in the Washington Post every week, blathering along about mm-hmm. more parenting stuff. So I'm what everywhere. About social? Where do you <laughs> hang out most on social media? Um, Facebook. Facebook okay. is, is my big platform. Um, okay. Instagram is like pictures of like my dog. I don't. In your makeup. Is, yeah, yeah. Well, I have a separate oh. makeup page. <laughs> Megan does your makeup. Oh yeah. Also, if you need some makeup, this will not be the time, but you'll teach, you're teaching lessons over there, aren't you? Or you're going to start. Yeah. Did you see the rainbow eyes I did? No. All right. I'll send you a picture. I did okay. rainbow eyes on Louise. And oh, I'm going to go look for that. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. You'll come back on and talk about the book at some point sure. in the summer. Sure. We'll do that. And sure. um, I hope people reach out and get the support that they need and that this was helpful. Megan, thank you for everything that you do. Love, 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 love you. Well, love to you and all your listeners. And we're all going to make it. We're all going to be okay. We're going to do we're, it. We're not. <laughs> in which case, <laughs> who knows what's on the other side. So... <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, good day, everyone. <laughs> I'm gonna have another cup of coffee. Love you. All right, love you. Bye.